0: Good morning, America. Hi, this is Philip Lumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the term limits movement for the week of May 18, 2020. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. It's been a rough night, but America is slowly reopening and with it, its legislatures and its citizenry clamoring anew for term limits. Indeed, the virus crisis has only provided more evidence and impetus for citizens to get control over their professional politicians. The first sign of light came in Louisiana, where the tournaments movement saw their first victory last week. U.S. tournaments executive director Nick Tombalides has the news. Hey, Nick. Hello. <laughs> so we've had some, some action in the states, or at least in Louisiana. We have our first victory of the year. I tell you what, I didn't know what to expect once they started closing down, well, the whole economy, but they closed down the legislatures and And all the work we seem to have put into the legislatures, all the groundwork for the votes this year seemed to go up in smoke. Now things are opening and, well, I don't know, I'm starting to see some green shoots here. What happened in Louisiana?
1: Yeah, well, I couldn't agree more with what you just said. I didn't think anything would happen this year. Um, You know, we got a pleasant surprise this week. I was thinking with this whole public health meltdown. Uh, we're having that would stop state legislatures from meeting, and in many cases, that is true. There are a lot of states where the government is totally shut down right now. Right, but that's not the case everywhere. Uh, the Louisiana House of Representatives is back in business. Louisiana Senate is back in business, and that means our congressional term limits resolution is back it got calendared for a hearing this past Wednesday on the Committee for Governmental Affairs in the State House. Basically, they they resurrected this thing from the ashes of COVID-19, and uh, they had a debate on it. We participated in this. U.S. term limits had representation from our regional director, Ken Clark, who did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And it passed with unanimous consent. That's amazing. Uh, 13 yes, no opposed. So congressional term limits resolution, even in the coronavirus is moving forward in Louisiana.
0: That's exciting. And, you know, it's it's a testament to how effective our, well, our staffers and our volunteers have been in Louisiana. The very fact that when, as soon as the legislature came back open, we found our bill back on the docket being
1: considered seriously, and to win at the first committee with a unanimous vote. It's good. You come into this not thinking the legislature is going to meet at all, much less to talk about um, congressional term limits, (laughs) not because not because congressional term limits isn't the most um, one of the most important issues in the country. It absolutely is and always has been. But because politicians, the political class doesn't tend to see it that way most of the time. So, like I said, it was a pleasant surprise. You know, I watched the hearing and you could see the seats in the background had caution tape on them. You can watch this video, by the way, U.S. Term Limits YouTube channel. Um, you could subscribe to us there, get all of our videos. But, you know, it looked like a crime scene in there. It was supposed to be for social distancing, but it looked like a crime scene. Nevertheless, um, we got heard and we passed. Ken Clark, by the way, our regional director, he did an amazing job. And I think we should actually play his testimony. Sure. Part of it so people can hear it. Let's hear a clip
2: right now. The next item on the agenda, HCR 28, uh, Representative Wright.
1: Good afternoon, members. Um, today, it's a concur- House concurrent resolution. Related to the uh, an article 5 convention of states related to federal term limits Um, For those of you who don't know we passed a
0: a similar resolution about an article 5 convention Last year or perhaps the year
1: before in the house and the Senate for that matter Uh, I am here on behalf of or in conjunction with a group called u.s. Term limits and and i'm happy to answer any questions but certainly we have people related to that organization be happy to talk about it too so
2: representative Farnum, thank you mr chairman Uh, i want to uh i think everybody that that knows me well knows that i'm very much an advocate of term limits for everybody that is an elected official in this country so i thank you for bringing this forward and at the appropriate time i would move for favorable passage Representative Horton. Um, with term limits, I th- we we always su- felt that our votes were term limits. So do you not trust the people to vote correctly? Is that why you support term limits? Uh, Mr. Clark, just state your name uh, and address for the record. Uh, my name is Ken Clark, I'm from Hilton Head, South Carolina. I am a regional director for US term limits. Mr. Chairman, through you, that's a terrific question and a lot of people do believe that elections are in fact term limits and I do trust the people. The only problem is, is that the power of incumbency today is so overwhelming that most qualified candidates that would run against an incumbent simply can't raise the money. To get out of the gates, it requires $4 million in a typical race to run against an incumbent congressman. And to give you an example of what I'm talking about, Congress right now has roughly a 13% approval rating. The reelection rate is over 94%, 94%. It is next to impossible to win an election against an incumbent. They have so many advantages, money, they can send out mailers to their district on the taxpayer dime over and over and over again. And it's really the only way to get rid of an existing member of Congress is through death or indictment. Thank you, thank you so much.
1: I love the line about incumbency yeah. He said something like, the only way you can bring a congressman home now is through death or indictment. <laughs> I was laughing hysterically at that.
0: That was good. And, there was uh, some laughter in the I, chamber, too. That was funny.
1: Yeah, the, the committee loved that one, too. And, yeah. um, you know, one thing we also saw in this hearing, it's like one of the rare things in politics, real humility in an elected official. We have a sponsor there, Representative Mark Wright. You know, mm-hmm. they have term limits in Louisiana, so he's elected under that. And he admitted in his testimony, when he was saying why he supports term limits, that there are a lot of people in his district who could do the job as well as he can, mm-hmm. and that there are lots of great people in congressional districts who could serve, you know, just as well as Steny Hoyer or <laughs> Peter King <laughs> just or any as well of these, as. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, of course, at least is. as well as or That's any right. of these windbags, basically, who've been in office since the dinosaurs roamed the earth. But you rarely see that. That is refreshing honesty in an elected official, and I think it, that powerful statement is really what pushed this forward right. uh, with really little debate. I was impressed
0: too that most of the comments from the legislators were informed. It was clear that they'd gone over this and talked to our people and looked at some of the opposing arguments and you didn't see a lot of wacky stuff come out of left field. You know, in the early days of this, I guess about two and a half years ago, three years ago, when we started this idea to try to call for an Amendment 5, Amendment Writing Convention, you'd get some really off-the-wall comments, things that people that didn't know have any idea what they're talking about. Um, they had some vague ideas they've heard by some radical conspiracy nuts in their district or whatever— Yeah, we're seeing less and less of that as the word is getting out, as legislators are looking at this, as they're talking to our volunteers and hearing from the the citizens. And so I, I really thought that was reflected in this hearing right now.
1: It was, it was. You can tell there wasn't a lot of trailblazing that had to be done in this hearing. The most of the legislators were super educated on term limits, super educated about how the state article five convention process works. And I think that's a credit to, you know, all the unsung heroes in the term limits movement, the people that you don't really hear about every day, but who are making a difference. You know, I'll give you an example. Les Chambly, who works on our pledge team, you know, many, many months ago, I think last year before the elections in Louisiana, got a pledge from a state representative candidate named Barry Ivey. And, uh, you know, Les does this every day. He gets all kinds of pledges. He's always calling candidates, asking them to commit to term limits. And you don't really know, you know, when that's going to bear fruit. But it absolutely did in this committee because Representative Ivy got up there on the dais and he said, you know, I don't know how I feel about local term limits, but I'm for federal term limits and I signed the pledge and I'm going to keep my word. Yeah. So the pledge has a huge impact in everything our volunteers, our employees, our staff at U.S. Term Limits do has a huge impact. Even Mark Wright, the sponsor, when he got up there, he said, I'm here today working alongside a group called US term limits. So if this organization, if this grassroots phenomenon that we have didn't exist, this wouldn't be happening right now. We wouldn't be taking this huge leap forward in a state toward getting congressional term limits. So it's like the Les Chambleys of, of the world and Ken Clark and you know even our, our volunteers in Louisiana like Lee Neer and other people like that making such a huge impact. Thank you, everyone who's yeah, been a part absolutely.
0: of it Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for bringing up the pledges too, because I doubt that we would ever get a hearing on this if we didn't have so many legislators in Louisiana who had to stop, make a decision, and then commit to whether they're going to support it or not. And of course, I don't have the exact number on my head, but we have an enormous number of legislators in Louisiana who have done just that and put pen to paper and said, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm on board. I'm going to support this. So the pledge process works.
3: Hi, this is Scott Tillman, the National Field Director with U.S. Term Limits. We ask candidates for state legislature to sign a pledge that will help us term limit Congress. Last week we had 71 state legislative candidates sign this pledge. I pledge that as a member of the state legislature I will co-sponsor, vote for, and defend the resolution applying for an Article 5 convention for the sole purpose of enacting term limits on Congress. The COVID-19 situation has led to an increase in the number of candidates signing the pledge. In January, we had 74 signers. February 92, March 105, then in April 145. Now, in just the first two weeks of May, we've already had over 170 candidates sign. We're getting more pledges for a couple of reasons. Candidates are easier to reach because they're home rather than out campaigning. And because candidates are unable to be knocking doors, they're looking for creative opportunities to connect with the voters. Signing the pledge is a great way for candidates to connect with voters who support term limits. Now is a great time for you to contact candidates in your area and ask them to sign the term limits pledge. Phil will be giving some instructions later in the podcast on how you get your legislator to sign the pledge using Facebook. Please take action to help us term limit Congress.
0: Another topical controversy involving turn limits, Nick, is uh, with the World Health Organization, the WHO, which is an agency of the United Nations. And it's been caught up in controversies, of course, for a long time. It's seen as very corrupt, very partisan. Uh, But it's had tragic results this year when the organization dragged its feet and sat on information about the human-to-human transmission of of COVID-19. This was at the beginning during China's deny-everything phase. Um, and the info was coming about this human-to-human transmission from uh, from Taiwan, which is, of course, China's nemesis. And for purely political reasons, the WHO parroted the Chinese line and wouldn't even consider uh, engaging Taiwan. And, of course, the result was that we lost weeks and who knows how many deaths. And this is a controversy that is subsuming the who and it could lead to a loss of funding from its largest backer which is the united states of america so big deal now how does that relate to term limits well experts are starting to say what's wrong with this organization and they're starting to look at a possible fix in term
1: limits I always thought the WHO was a rock band started by Roger Daltrey uh, in the 1960s. You know, I, they've been in office for 60 years, so they probably need some kind of term limit there. But Definitely. yeah, I, I've never been a huge fan of the World Health Organization. It's UN sponsored, obviously, and they've had some very high highs and some very low lows. You know, you go back, you look like 1950s. I think they were one of the leaders in helping get rid of smallpox. But as you said, more recently, they've become more political and they've become more corrupt. You know, nowadays they spend $200 million on travel, you know, luxury hotels, first class airfare, all that. That's more than they spend on really fighting a lot of these big diseases. Just months ago, they said there was like no threat of coronavirus. And now they're telling us, you know, we have to wear masks to the grocery store. So I, I don't put a lot of trust in them because it seems like they're very erratic, but um, Basically, what's been floated is if you put a term limit on the leader of this group, you would get a lot more independence um, and you get a lot less reliance on the member states like China would not be so able to guide the policy of the WHO. That's,
0: that's the key argument. And uh, right now, you know, actually, there is a term limit, but it's one of those fake term limits that politicians like that are too long to make any difference. What's being talked about right now is a single term of like six years. And this idea has been floated by a guy named Sashi Tharoor, who is a member of the Indian Parliament, but also a former undersecretary general of the UN. So he's a big shot at the UN. And he's been seconded by other experts, including a guy named Samir Saran, who's president of a think tank in India called the Observer Research Foundation. And they're calling for this idea because they say that the um, WHO president is really a tool of the big interest in the UN, basically the Security Council members. In this particular case, of course, it was China that was completely had his thumb on this guy. And the greatest example of it was is that when the US really started understanding what was happening here and the United States right away put some kind of travel ban on China. Well the WHO was opposed to this. You know, they were parroting the Chinese line still at this time saying, oh no, that's not that's not fair to China. It's not it's not necessary. You know, we, don't, we haven't, don't have enough information about human to human transmission, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that is the ill that these experts are saying that a term limit might help with.
1: Well, they said no matter what, these international organizations, they always claim to be independent, but they're always controlled by the big member nations. Of course. Um, and, and you know what? You're right. He is a tool. But if you're going to be a tool to a, a rich and powerful nation, Why would you pick China? You know, I I would pick I would pick the United States. China is like about as reliable as a Yugo. So if this guy is a tool, he's not a very sharp tool. That's for sure. Um, But, you know, we've seen it suggested now at this point when we've covered it in the podcast. So many different organizations, they want independence. They want diversity of thought. They want to crack down on corruption. And naturally, term limits is the answer. The national institutes of health did it they put term limits on the chief medical officers in the labs fifa the soccer federation they had a huge corruption scandal almost engulfed the entire thing they put term limits in and now it's being proposed for the who so i I love the idea i think it helps set a precedent i think it helps generate uh, buzz about term limits there was a very very blunt quote by the head of that think tank in india Who said you know it's a lot easier to get term limits at the international level than here in our national politics where the politicians tend to fight it tooth and nail and obviously we see that in america too power corrupts you know Mm Hmm.
0: thanks for joining us for another episode of no uncertain terms we've been reporting on how u.s term limits has redirected its efforts during this period of shutdown to collecting pledges from legislators in preparation for next year's legislative sessions in which we'll once again be in the nation's capitals pushing tournaments convention bills. So, are you on Facebook? Because if so, you can help. Every candidate for the state legislature in the USA has received a copy of the US tournaments pledge and is being called and emailed by US tournaments staffers and volunteers to sign and return that pledge. That pledge says that, yes, I'll support the tournaments convention bill. Please help us apply public pressure to get them to sign. Go to turnlimits.com. Slash get pledges on FB. There you will find instructions on how to determine who your state legislators are, who is opposing them in the primaries and then later the general elections. And then for each candidate, you'll see a link for their Facebook campaign page. They all have one. Go to their Facebook page and post a short comment and question. Something like, We need competitive elections and better representation. Do you support term limits for the U.S. Congress? And if they answer back yes, send them the link to pledge and ask them to sign. The pledge, the links, the instructions, everything can be found at turnlimits.com slash get pledges on FB. Thanks. We'll be back next week.
1: U S T L. I haven't heard a quote from the current
0: president of the WHO. My guess is he's against it. I think it's fair. Um, but I would like to make an attempt to say his name if I could. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, president Tedros Adhemdan Gabrielsis. Doctor president. Ooh, I missed that. He, oh,
1: it. This guy insists on being called doctor.
0: Really? Okay. Yes. Is he actually a doctor?
1: Uh, he has a Ph.D., so yes, but he's not a medical doctor. Yeah, you no would think as the head of the WHO. You'd... No, I
0: wouldn't think that. I think that it would, some, somebody was uh, appointed to that role for purely political reasons. For uh, um, I would be surprised if they actually were a doctor because...
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if they were a doctor, they'd probably be involved in the medical field somehow or maybe actually curing and trying to help people um, around the globe. <laughs> anyway... <laughs>